we have done it. Art Matt, sing the theme song. Philistines. Ooh, I like it. Authoritative. Mm -hmm. Philistines. Yeah, I'm created. going for like a, kind of a milkman theme vibe at this time. Uh, I'm, I'm lactose intolerant, uh, <laughs> but uh, we can say maybe an oat milk theme vibe oat for now, milk. okay? Yeah. God, it seems like milk can come from any plant now, can it? Milkweed. Yeah, don't get me, don't get me started, Art Matt, because you know, you know, in LA that they're very upset at me, because mm -hmm. uh, I every time I go to Whole Foods or any of the stores, if I go to the Irwan, it's for the LA locals only. Mm -hmm. uh, I refuse to call it you typically oat milk because it's not milk, it's juice, mm -hmm. and uh, they do not like it when I ask for their nut juice or their oat juice or their. But I'm, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. there's no you can't milk an almond. No. It is the juice from an almond. Okay, yeah, it's not called. It's it's coconut juice. It's almond juice. It's oat juice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's just okay. Juicy. But I, don't, I yeah. I don't want to get into why I'm banned from Whole Foods. Okay, today's an exciting day. August twenty first. It's Friday, at least in twenty twenty. So I'm assuming that at least one every seventh fact here has got to be Friday as well. Uh, yeah. Actually, you know what? I'm I'm comfortable with those odds. <laughs> that's that's how odds work, I think. Mm -hmm. uh, so August 21st, and, and I got to say, this is a little bit crazy here. This might be one of the latest starting dates we've had so far. Yes, I noticed while this was up. This is like, I mean, he been dead for you. a thousand years, one might say. Like 959? Are we going to break a thousand? Are we going to go one day where like, nothing happened until year a thousand? This is the closest <sighs> I've seen to that a thousand line. You know what? I I just, I think I thought this before, but didn't really like put much thought or you know effort into it but this podcast is also the hunt for the world's most boring day oh, we are definitely on that hunt because you know what we're going to do on that day we're going to take it over because we're going to get so we're going to mm -hmm. we're going to take it from a day with the least the most boring to the day with the single most fun stuff happening at once we will get a we will use all of the knowledge from this podcast to build a ferris bueller style day mm -hmm. that will get every fact that we will get we'll do a siege we'll do yes. a coup Okay, and we'll we'll crash a railroad, and we'll know car. we'll know like the you know like that you know there's certain events that you know ended on this day or like started on a day, but we'll be like okay, uh, we know that that the transition between those two things happened on this day. So we'll say on this day, the Pope got in his carriage on his way to go uh, kill a bunch of uh, uh, anti popes in the final battle of the popes or something like that. Oh God! First of all, you just definitely foreshadowed the final battle of the popes. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, which if everything already exists already in the universe, that's one of these things where you just said that as a joke right now, and somewhere else, there's someone's just like, I can't believe they're talking about it so casually in this other universe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Oh, to go there, uh, I gotta say too. Speaking of the most boring day ever, the first fact is Eurycles becomes the 25th bishop of Lige. Boring starting fact. Yeah, not good. Not good. August 21st. <laughs> yeah, like seriously. Uh, first of all, I don't know what Lige is. Uh, also, the 25th, that's not the first. That's not the 100th. That's not the, the 25 is not that cool of a number. No, it's definitely like it's not. Yeah, it's not divisible by 10. It's not, uh, you know, real early. It's it's unremarkable. Uh, Lie. Lige is a city inside of the Holy Roman Empire back in the day. That's it. Huh. That's it. Well, That's it. Boring. I'd boring. expect it to have shown up, shown its face a little earlier if it had anything to anything important to say. But um, hmm. all right. Well, so far I think we're this so far this is the boringest day we've ever ever done. Let's see if it keeps going. Take us to the next one. Eleven forty. 
Song Dynasty General Yu Fei defeats an army led by Jin Dynasty General Wu Zhu at the Battle of Yang Chen during the Jing Song Wars. Okay, this might be a little easier for someone to, if someone had been raised on what I assume is Chinese uh, history, this might, uh, one of these different chords might have struck true, but all of those things no. went over my head. <laughs> No, no, here's the problem. This is a standard. I, this is not This is not based off of where it's at in the world. This is a boring fact. Let me read this oh, fact again. Uh-huh. A dynasty general defeats an army general at a battle during a war. You mm-hmm. did not tell us why. You did not tell us what this caused. You did not tell us anything else interesting. Mm-hmm. So, no, this is not a good fact. This I'm w- sorry. This would have been just like if it said the English Empire defeats uh, or uh, head by General Henry the Billionth. Uh, defeats a French army led by the best Napoleon during the Napoleon-Henry Wars. Yes, it would have been just as insignificant. 1140, Watto's army defeats the the Rebel Alliance at the Battle of Yavin 420. I don't see the difference. You got to give me something here. Okay. Maybe this next one's better. Maybe not. 1192. Minamoto no Yorimoto becomes the Sai-e Taishogun and the de facto ruler of Japan. They've got a traditional Japan day, too, which is the hmm. 12th day of the seventh month, the third year of Kenku. Now, third year. There, the, there's this word here, which is he becomes the Sai-e Taishogun, uh, mm-hmm. which if you click on, takes you to Shogun, which was military dictators of Japan from 1180, 85 to eighteen sixty-eight. So that's good to know. Seven hundred years. There's the Shogun period. Our Matt. Yes, yes. Like the book. Uh, what? What? No, but there was some. There's some, a book. There's a book called Shogun. I think it was. Uh, I forget the name of the author. I'm just gonna be quickly googling that real quick. Oh, okay. Shogun. Okay. Well, this is good. Uh, James no, this is what Calville. I really want to. Oh, really? What's it about? Mm, I don't know. I haven't read it. <laughs> god damn it okay okay so this is cool though okay so the idea is that here it is the very first shogun which is minamoto no no yorimoto becomes the first de- okay so this is this is actually Armin. this is actually a notable fact because this is about our boy it's now my boy hopefully we're gonna click on this article and i'm not gonna regret this decision mm-hmm. to so readily invite this a stranger to be a boy of mine um he's got a buddhist name that's a good sign okay Whoa, he might that be my buddhist boy still. name is incredible may i give it a go, go. for it yeah buko shoden den danzian nomon jesus oh that's my boy that's good i like that okay let's see if we like him he's got a sick outfit here mm-hmm. he looks very uh, wide and flat <laughs> he is the widest wide flat and wise that's how i like my shogun leaders mm. okay Ooh. okay let's see he's got a family Call the arms. I'm trying to find. He's got a legacy. What? I'm t- cultural references. Uh, okay, he's in a book series. He's Wait in Age of Empires two. Do you see that in nine in eleven ninety nine he ordained as a Buddhist monk. He died two de- two days later. That does not bode well for being ordained. No, 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 no. Armed, 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 armed. Whoa, 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 whoa. We just got the real fact right here. So you're telling me. That this amazing leader, the person to kick off the Shogun era, which lasted 700 years in Japan, he becomes the first one of these Shoguns here. He says, you know what? I'm going to Buddhist monk. Two days later, he already ascends. Okay. <laughs> yeah. To me, it's, to me, it sounds like he's sped run. Be, sped run. 
being a Buddhist monk. And I, I'm sorry, so far, I think two days is the record. Is that true? Two days is the record for being enlightened? From I monk? Mean, from monk? <laughs> as far as I know, that sounds like a quite a considerable, uh, considerable run. I believe the official category is the moment you finish once it's once the robe goes past the knees and the sandals are slipped on both feet mm -hmm. that's when the run officially starts here until you are uh you finally escape samsara and then sounds like he did it that's pretty sick hmm. okay yeah i guess that didn't take him long i guess it's easy <laughs> yeah seriously I'm no no Arma, imagine this if you were just like he became a priest two days later first miracle that's pretty much the goal of yeah. Buddhist monks is to escape, right? Yeah. You know. That I mean, I mean, it, it's the, it's the goal of technically everyone. No, not everyone knows it though. Yeah. Yeah. God. Deep. Deep. That is true. Mm -hmm. Armat, right, take us to actually. This is the date is perfect for you. Every fact part of this is perfect for you. Take us there. Oh my goodness, oh, such a lovely palindrome. Although maybe a bit unlucky. Thirteen thirty one. King Stefan Uros the third. After months of anarchy surrenders to his son and rival Stefan Dusan who succeeds. No, you're not pronouncing it right. You're not pronouncing it right. It's Stephen. Steve. You're not it's it. Stephen. Okay? Stephen Dusan who succeeds as king of Serbia. Oh, more Serbian facts. This is Yeah, this good. is this is King Stefan after months of anarchy surrenders to his son King Stephen. Mm -hmm. who succeeds as kings of Serbia. This is the classic tale of Stephen versus Stefan. Didn't you watch Family Matters growing up? Oh. This is like the the whole show is about this Serbian uh, this Serbian analogy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, when I did see King Stefan Uros, I thought for a second it might have said King Stefan Urkel. If you did, you probably don't realize that's what they changed it to right here. See, mm -hmm. the weird thing that people don't realize is that Carl is actually... <laughs> Uh, King's, <laughs> I'm just reading random names here. Is <laughs> is Nogai Khan of the Golden Horde? Mm -hmm. Okay, if you if you play this thing out here, okay, I just love this. Okay, wait a minute. So this is this is King Stefan. They got months of anarchy. There's a link to the months of anarchy, which I like, uh, which takes you to the Serbian civil war. Man, the civil wars between father and son. Yeah, I Man. mean that can happen. That happened in like probably a lot of civil wars. Uh, well, here's what happened, okay? It's that uh, King Stefan Uros was like, I don't want to continue campaigning at the Byzantine Empire. And the son was like, uh, we hate the Byzantine Empire. It's like, I'm just thinking we don't want to do it anymore. It's costing a lot of money. Guys, I think we should rise up. Wow. I don't like my dad anymore. Wait a minute. So was he saying, he wasn't saying, let's be friends with the Byzantine Empire. He was probably saying, let's just not fight them as much. And his son was like, no, you raised me on fighting Love fighting them. them. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This is what I, you said I couldn't fight them until I'm 21. I'm 21 now. Now all of a sudden we can't fight them? This is bullshit, Dad. Mm -hmm. I'm taking over. I'm the new king of Serbia. We hate the Byzantine Empire. Guess what happened to the Byzantine Empire? They made a lot of balloon animals. No, Armat. They don't exist anymore. Uh, They're gone. Wait, then who did I get yeah. these balloon animals from? You got ripped off. No. You bought some Corinthian leather and some Byzantine balloon <laughs> animals? You're getting ripped off left and right. I cannot wait till we stumble upon Corinthia. In uh, in our studies, <laughs> and then try to Seriously. dive deep into where all that leather came from, all the cows. I gotta say this, Armat. This is a big, big. I don't know if this is a bummer in my life. We we were talking about this before, but we we're the we're the writers of history here. Mm -hmm. I inform the number of people a year I inform about Corinthian leather is about five. Okay. Mm now uh, let me tell you this: the number of people who recognize my Corinthian leather uh, references, mm -hmm. it's about two. Oh. I'm making around seven references. 
you know, I do one every couple of months, essentially. Yeah. Uh, just have Corinthian to. leather. You know, I pace them out. I try and pace them out. Yeah. You know, I don't want to overdo it. You know, you know, I've only got a couple references. Uh, but in general, I, it always goes like this. And then goes, what? And I go, let me tell you about this awesome thing. And <laughs> they, they don't. But I'm just spreading the word. So I could pretty much just like be like, wait a minute. I'm constantly telling people that this is a fake thing. Why don't I just start selling it that's about Corinthia? Oh, you don't know? Corinthia used to make the greatest leathers ever. Yes. And then they were sadly persecuted. And oh, they, they were yeah. totally. You've yeah, adapted. Just, yeah. Now you're the one the selling you, the Corinthian leather. First, you confirm exactly. that they don't know, exactly know what it is. And then once that is established, you sell them all that Corinthian leather. Well, this is one of the things that you, you discover. The power of Corinthian leather is entirely in the name. Because if you hear the phrase Corinthian leather, you go, that sounds nice. Mm -hmm. You're like, no, it's not real. I, well, I'm sure it's, it's very nice, though, correct? Mm -hmm. like, no, stop. It's fake. Like, But Corinthian is real. It's like. Yes. <laughs> it just sounds perfectly believable, yeah. you know? So, uh, we, 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 we're, we're, we're back in the business. The vegans are back to selling Corinthian leather armor. We did this once before. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, nice. Uh, take us to 1415. <laughs> I feel like, uh, you know, huh. I don't know. This guy's got a cool nickname. Yeah, I in like In the same this. hat that you own. <laughs> yeah, I do own this hat now. Uh, 1415. Henry the Navigator leads Portuguese forces to victory over the Marinids at the Battle of Ceuta. Now, this is another oh. battle. It's a it's a thing, but it's involving a very particular gentleman, and he's Henry the Navigator. I like that. I hope his whole thing is just like, Henry the Navigator wins again. He escapes. <laughs> <laughs> I knew the perfect route out of this... <laughs> see and just all these plans are just like these two these two ships are firing us i slip right in between them navigate between these rocks no one can make these moves <laughs> and the navigator's out <laughs> i do like that uh uh check this out uh resources and income what a great section of an article first of all i'm reading the article prince henry the navigator and he's got a subtitle that's called resources and income well because you know what you know what you know what this is art man you know where the money comes from the same place it always comes from Probably something nefarious. The Knights Templar. You know oh, that the Knights Templar are behind now. everything, okay? So Henry held this position. He was in the Knights Templar. He held this position for the remainder of his life. The order was an especially uh, important source of funds for his ambitious plans, including his persistent attempts to conquer the Canary Islands. <laughs> wow. He persistently tried to conquer the Canary Islands. Arbet with the money from the Knights Templar. Okay, that's the real story here. He's like, guys, I need more money. I'm going for it again. Yeah. I think I know what to do these times. These <laughs> birds won't get, get in over me this time. Now I know they have wings. I, I'm, I'm just destined to win this battle. Boys, this is a war of attrition, okay? We didn't become Knights Templar to get in and out, okay? We will hold the Canary Islands. Boy, I guess owning the Canary he, Islands at that time would have been pretty sweet. Out there in the ocean. I, I, just stocking can I tell the up. truth, Arbet? Mm-hmm. Pretty sure any time in history was a good time down the Canary Islands. Yeah, that's a good point. That's why I put my money there. Just trying to get some goodwill. Canary. <laughs> Ooh, Art Man, check this section out. I want to add this to every single Wikipedia, Wikipedia page oh. so bad. Origin. Here, read this one first, Art Man. It's too good. Okay. Origin of the Navigator nickname. No one used the nickname Navigator <laughs> to refer to Prince Henry during his lifetime or in the following three centuries. Oh, boy. So this was a... What was it called? What's a nickname after you've died? Some sort of... A posthumous nickname? What is this? Yeah. yeah there yeah, might have been some for this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, posthumous... Yeah. Okay. That's just that's just that's just basic medical medical terminology. Yeah. 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 Post post humus. Uh, 
Cool. It was coined by Henrik Schaefer and Gustave de Vere. Huh. Wow. So no one called him that. This is what I was telling you, Arbat. Everyone, history is made up by random people. Now we are literally reading the article, Prince Henry, the navigator. I just made a bunch of jokes about his navigation skills and how he could navigate the best. Guess what? Two German guys were like, well, let's call him the navigator. That's catchy. I like that. This new character, the navigator. Yeah, that's going to sell. It's going to sell. Okay, what else? Let's. What if, he, what if he kept trying to take over the Canary Islands? That's funny. I like that. I like that. Let's write that. That's good. That's good. Could he wear a big hat? This is good. Magellan had a hat. Henry could have a hat, okay? Oh, no. Damn. Well, now I guess I don't uh, like Henrik Schaefer and Gustave de Vere. Oh, wait, wait, real quick. It says right here that uh, in Portuguese, even in modern times, it's uncommon to call him this. So the Portuguese, you, go, you call him the navigator, like, pfft, we don't call him that. Whoa. They call him Infant, Infant de Henrik. Hmm. Baby Henry? Yeah, basically Baby Henry, I have to assume. We call him Baby Henry. Why are you calling him Henry the Navigator? His name's Baby Henry. <laughs> the Germans are just like, it's a Baby Henry. No, no, no. That will not sell. We cannot sell this baby. I don't know what these German accent. It's not a German accent. But uh, we can't sell Baby, Her- baby Henry. Armat, this proves my point again. We are going to nickname some people. Why could those Germans nickname two people? Mm. We're German. Are we? No, we're not German. Whoops. We could okay. be if we, we ha- tried. Okay, okay. We could be. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Whatever. We're two people. I, I think you just need one person to corroborate the story. Who told me? Armet. Where'd you, Armet? You say, where'd you hear it from? I heard it from Began, my, my dear friend <laughs> and, and famously never lying sort of guy. Armet, it sounds like I'm hearing the story everywhere. It's the only story I hear. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's just, it's all around me. Taking so. the world by storm. <laughs> yeah, it's put it in the books. Okay, let's keep going. Uh, 1680, Pueblo Indians capture Santa Fe from the Spanish during the Pueblo Revolt. Okay, cool. Whoa. Nice. God damn. Whoa. I like their buildings a lot. Yeah, they got cool buildings. They stacked them. They got layers or levels. Mm-hmm. They, they killed 400 Spaniards and drove the 2,000 remaining settlers out of the province. And then the Spaniards didn't reconquer it until 12 years later. That held pretty good. Yeah, you could you could live to almost be a teenager if you were born right after that happened. Well, imagine this, Arban. Imagine if you were a teenager, right? Imagine if you were 18. Right, and all of a sudden, that's when you drive the Spanish out. You got twelve years till you're thirty. Oh, you yeah. You haven't seen the Spanish back. You know what I mean? You're like, dude, no, nah, I've been an adult my whole life. The Spanish have been kicked out of here, and all of a sudden, you're thirty years old. They come back. Ooh, mm. does not sound fun. We're gonna get into that story one of these days. Uh oh. Following his release, oh no, this isn't Pope. It's Pope. Oh no. Oh no. It's this is gonna put a big monkey wrench in all of our jokes. This is gonna put a big monkey wrench in all of my text searching software. Yes. It's really. I did not put that it's li- accent mark over the E. <laughs> okay, so check this out. Ah, here's what we got here. It looks like that we've got Pope, who is a Tewa religious leader from Okwa Owinga, later uh, renamed San Juan Pueblo. Pueblo. Okay, we've got there's Pope's, Pope is a common religious leader name, okay? I'm, I'm not going to dive into this. I'm too scared to find about another Pope. Because, Armin, oh. what if this Pope is. What if, what if we just found out about the entire. It's the entire same thing. Just as much history, only it's the Spanish version of the Pope. And you're just like, God damn it. Oh, no. We and what if he was the actual real claim to fame Pope? And Oh, no. And all these okay. other Popes are anti-Popes. Oh, my God. You're right. Maybe, maybe, oh, no, maybe there's a different word. There's like a word that means white Pope, and we don't realize that word. But they're like, that's the white Pope. And we're like, God dang it. Oh, no. The key is you want to be the original Pope. OG Pope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like St. Peter. 
Matt's the best pope. Let's keep going, our Matt. Find us something good. All right, let's see what we got here, because this next one, uh, PU, 1689, the Battle of Dunkeld is in Scotland. It doesn't even say is in Scotland. It started, it, says, it yeah. battle, it ended, it was mm -hmm. a in, but they got tired writing us, writing this fact. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they did. So, so we can tell that it's boring. 1716, Seventh Ottoman Venetian War. Wait a minute. Guys, Hold stop. Was there, did we run across any of these other, have we just, just casually said like the they six? They have a low bar. Yeah. No, they have a low bar for wars. They've got a low bar. They, they are just like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it was like literally every week. Okay, fine, then war. Fine, then war. It's mm -hmm. over. I declare war. Okay, fine. Okay, the war is over. Okay, the war is over. Okay, sign the treaty. Sign the treaty. Okay, next week. You're not going to, in war. Oh, my God. Yeah. Did you sign the treaty in blue ink? No, I like red ink. War again. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea. We're going to read. We're going to dive into Ottoman Venetian history. And, it, and the first article in Ottoman is just like a reforms to the reforms to the efficiency of declaring war. Mm -hmm. Next, the wars. <laughs> yes. Agreement. That's really all it is, Art Matt. It's just the paperwork. It's getting the paperwork through. Okay, keep going. Uh, what are we got? Uh, well, I didn't even read that fact. We got distracted by not knowing that there was uh, not seven other, the seven other Venetian wars. Began if you and Ottoman I ever war. start a war, let's just start right off the bat. Just call it like the eighth, you know, war, blah, 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 war. Oh, and it's such a good idea. Just to they're going to be exhausted off. by the time. Yeah. They're going to be like, we already fought these guys eight times. Like, what are we doing? You obviously we don't give up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't even know these who These guys won. never stop. It's a perfect way to win a war instantly. Uh, yeah. We formally declare the the eighth Pepsi versus Sprite war. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, that that is that probably is around the right number. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, let's. I, I'm just gonna read this fact and then make sure there's nothing juicy in there. But uh, in the seventh Ottoman Venetian War, the arrival of naval reinforcements and the news of the Battle of Petrovaradin forced the Ottomans to abandon the siege of Corfu, thus preventing the Ionian Islands under Venetian rule. Yep, yeah, we can skip that. Preserving, but yeah. yeah. Oh, okay, pardon, that's pretty yes. good to skip. That's pretty good to skip. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, let's let's keep going. Uh, James Cook fa uh, formally claims Eastern Australia for Great Britain, naming it New South Wales, which is still what I refer to Australia as today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. New South Wales. I'm pretty sure it's... <laughs> yeah, you did it perfectly. <laughs> I don't know where I've heard uh, that. <laughs> yeah, that's always what I. Yeah, of course. Oh, your your new south your new South Walesian mm -hmm. is the proper term here. God, he's got a nice signature. Damn, it Whew. does. Oh, I guess Symmetrical. you had to if you were gonna be. Damn. Did you see up there? Uh, cause of oh, death. Explores? in his uh, baseball stats. No, where was it? It was right in the middle. There it is. Cause of death. Oh no. Stab wound. Stab wound in. Uh, uh, Kalakaua Bay, Hawaii. Hmm. Age fifty. It's living pretty good though. Come on now, fifty years old, getting stabbed. You lived a good life, okay? Mm -hmm. Nothing wrong with getting stabbed at that age. It's going out like a man. I'm sure he's in Valhalla right now, based on that that death. Yeah, if you get stabbed, you get you go to you go to you go to some. What? Well, you know, I think it's like I think you get to choose. You know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Which heaven you want to go to? And I'm pretty sure Valhalla is one of the options. Yeah. Of many, you know. If you want revenge, you go to Valhalla. I know that. Okay, I don't want to dive too much into James Cook. Apparently, he just he he called Australia New South Wales. I can't find anything good about him. Apparently, that's all he ever did. Yeah, that so, seemed pretty uh, good. But, uh, I mean, maybe he'll do something else and it'll be much more hilarious. 
Okay, we got something good. Take us to the next fact, because this is my type of my, my type of dude. 1772. King Gustav III completes his coup d'etat by adopting a new constitution, <laughs> ending half a century of parliamentary rule in Sweden, and installing himself as an enlightened despot. Okay, is that... A single article, yeah. Enlightened Despot, that link right there. Oh, is... God, let's see, let's see. Yes, it is. These are the best people. These are the best leaders. Mm -hmm. I mean, truthfully, if you're going to be a leader, why not be an enlightened leader? I think that's truthfully probably the only way to live if I was you here. Uh, let's get a list here of the most enlightened despot. Uh, we got Emperor Joseph II of the Holy Roman Empire. Everything for the people, nothing by the people. Uh what is that? What do you think that means? What? I got to ponder that. Wait, 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 wait. What does that mean, actually? Does that mean th his people get everything and they don't have to do anything to get it? Nothing that sounds great. It's a good deal. Yeah. I don't get Frederick it. the Great wrote an essay about it. He got an A. Um, uh, mm -hmm. It says right here, when the prominent French Enlightenment philosopher Voltaire fell out of favor in France, he eagerly accepted Frederick's invitation to live at his palace. Of course he did. Voltaire's all of a sudden no longer popular in France, and uh, Frederick the Great in Prussia's like, I will let you live in the palace. Yeah, I'm leaving. I'm Voltaire. Mm hmm yeah, I'm out he believed that an enlightened He believed that an enlightened monarchy was the only real way for society to advance. Mm. There we go. I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, I wonder what his definition of enlightened was, but it seems like it's usually pretty cut and dry. This right here, Art Matt, the German historian Wilhelm Roscher uh, actually was the first person to formally describe it. So it says here, uh, it remains controversial among scholars, though, us included. Uh -huh. Centralized control necessitated centralized systematic information on the nation. A major, major renovation was the collection, use, and interpretation of numerical and statistic data, ranging from trade statistics, harvest reports, death notices, to population censuses. Uh, censuses. Wow. Uh, starting in the 1760s, officials in France and Germany began increasing to rely on quantitative data for systematic planning. So what is enlightened? An enlightened, uh, enlightened, uh, it means data-driven, data-driven, yeah, uh, despot. These guys are a bit ahead of their time, aren't they? They would have fucking loved the internet. <laughs> these guys would have loved, oh my god, we can get, we know exactly how many people die. Wait, what? Look at all these numbers, god. Yeah. Uh, let's see, yeah, okay, cool, awesome. So this is definitely a real thing. There's lots of enlightened despots. Look at these, all these, uh, Charles III of Spain, Catherine II of Russia. I love how it's spreading around the world. Joseph mm -hmm. I of Portugal, there's almost nothing in common with any of these people here. We've oh, there's, a, there's good old Nappy B. Napoleon. Oh my Bonaparte. God! Of course, Napoleon. Of course, Nappy B. Nappy B. Catherine the Great. Oh. You know what? She was probably like, you know what? We need a lot of data on everything. And also, where's my horse Dudley? <laughs> can we get a, can we get some data on how many horses there are? Okay, we need some data. Can we get some rankings on the size of horses in the countryside? Can mm -hmm. we get some data on some? Uh, Give me the top scientist here. Okay, I'm neat though. Okay. Yes. Yes. Perfect. I gotta tell you this. This is not a giant list of people here. Um, no, and I'm surprised and to see no no American presidents on this list either. You're thinking exactly what I'm thinking, Armag. I'm thinking about adding one more thing to my little my little uh, run for pope here. Maybe I could go for an enlightened, absolute American pope. Uh huh. Get, get an American on the board because that's another twenty thousand from Guinness. Those goddamn Ooh, fools. And by the time that uh, you know anyone who's curious about you is you know takes the time to look up what that is, you're already pope. Oh, you're screwed. Yeah. You're screwed. It's too late. I've changed the rules. Pope style. And I'm already working on my poems by then, and they are hot. My okay. Um... Hot Pope poems. <laughs> 
So, so, so uh, first of all, it's really cool for someone to become a data-driven despot uh, by a basic coup d'etat. I like that because it just shows that you're not a total nerd. Uh -huh. You know, you know how to like, you know, you can roll your sleeves up and overthrow something and then say, guys, let's use the numbers. Yeah. Now, Began, I have to admit one thing. I'm not exactly sure what a despot is, and I'm looking it up on my own computer over here. Oh, Doesn't it's just... mean like dictator pretty much? Yeah, I mean, the... Uh... Uh, the the thing right here says a ruler or other person who holds absolute power, typically one who exercises it in a cruel, oppressive way. So that doesn't sound very enlightened. Is that a no, 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 no? Stop, 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 stop. With data, no, no. See, I'm only gonna kill. So listen, I've got a list of all of the people I dislike uh -huh. here. Okay. Now, are you complete with the Pareto principle? Now, apparently, if I could spend eighty percent of my time torturing twenty percent of my enemies, I will be. Twice as effective mm -hmm. is if I apply 80, equal torture to all of mine. Mm -hmm. So we can use some basic statistical analysis, and I am an enlightened despot. This is exactly this, this is what are you talking about? This is totally enlightened. Okay. I'm torturing less people. You explained it to perfectly. more effect. <laughs> yep, old eighty twenty. Yeah, no eighty twenty. This is how it works. Like you know, come on now. You think all right? You think it's a really ineffective way that I should just torture every single person? No, I'm gonna find out exactly who to torture. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's the data driven principle right here. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. Well, that's good. Wow. I can't wait for another one of these guys to come to power. <laughs> Me too. We actually we should we, we gotta memorize all of them. I want to be able to name every single one. We'll, but we'll work on that later. It's it's not that hard. Some of them were very famous. It was Napoleon Bonaparte, Catherine the Great, and then. Henry the second. <laughs> remember. Don't forget Gustav Third. He's the one that took over Sweden. He's what we just learned about him. Oh, I should have seen that on my monitor when I was looking. But yeah, Gustav Third. Uh, he sounds. Uh, he sounds dang. Okay, I'm gonna take a peek. Well, I'm gonna take one more peek right here because I think that potentially Gustav might have some problems. Let's just double check and see. Does he have any controversy? Mm -hmm. Or Control are we Gustav problems. fans for life? That picture that you scrolled by up there just looked like it was a ghost who is haunting the, uh, haunting make, the streets. Don't make it's so mean. Hold You're on. being so mean, the poor guy. No, no, just scroll up. You know which picture I'm talking about. Let's scroll up no. uh, three pictures from now. Uh, maybe, oh, no, wait. Uh, you skipped over it, I think. Oh, boy, this makes for great podcasting, doesn't it? Yeah, this is good. This is good, Armat. Thank <laughs> Make you. Make sure you all uh, go to www. Uh, I mean, www. This will be the cover image. I think you were making fun. Oh, there this is, this it is. is, is the, the ghost. There the ghost who He's haunts good. the Abbey. For, for, so for some reason, we can go see his uniform uh, over at the Livroskarmin, which is a uh, the Swedish military history museum, which I am going to Stockholm this summer to visit. Yeah. Oh, Began, if I promise to be nice, can I go too? You already got me banned from Norway. Uh-huh. Do not get me banned from any more Scandinavian countries. You can come. Uh -huh. But please, please behave yourself, okay? Can I bring my can I bring my suitcase that's labeled anti Swedish <laughs> propaganda? No, please don't. All right. Well then please I'll just go not. to Norway. <laughs> You're banned from Norway. Oh wait, I'm banned from Norway. God, how did you get out of that? Okay, listen to this, okay? Uh <laughs> he, he had a war. Here it is. Check it out. Gustav's war against Russia and his implementation of the Union and Security Act helped increase hatred against the king, which had been growing among the nobility ever since the coup. <laughs> now, they didn't like the coup. Uh, so yeah. they had a, a conspiracy to assassinate and reform the Constitution was created within the nobility. Among them was Jacob Johann and Rockström, a bunch of different people here. Uh, so they killed him. That's it. So they don't like him because I don't know why. Yeah, I mean, when you're he's a, a king, he's a, yeah, you have all this nobility. Sorry, he's a ghost. 
Yeah, he's a ghost. He's always a ghost. Maybe that's all. Did they kill him before or after he was a ghost? I'm pretty sure that he's a... Oh, God, I think... I, I'm not going to get too deep in this history, man. Because I think he might be haunting... I'm not joking at all. I wish I was joking here. He might be haunting the Royal Swedish Opera House. <gasps> and, uh, okay, let's see. Uh -oh. New opera was built in 1775, inaugurated in 1782, connected to the palace. Uh, drama was performed. Okay, he, okay. He, uh, uh, he was a Freemason before his final words, words were... The Phantom of the Opera is alive? What the heck is this? I don't even... Okay, I'm getting off this article, but he's definitely a ghost art, Matt. Oh, and he was going to colonize Australia. Sick. Everyone said that. Every single king said that. Was that then. a trend at the time or like around this time of year? They got bitten by the Australia okay. bug and like were like... Let's you know keep going because I, I don't hear Armette say anything. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, wait. Can you not hear me? Oh, it's... I can hear you perfectly. I hear you now, Armette. Yeah. I hear you now. We got, I got you now. You're back. Begin. Hopefully we can, we can. Okay, good. Oh, no. Did you lose okay. me for a second? I just made the most hilarious joke. Oh, wait. Nope. That will not actually be on the recording. Uh -oh. Oh, okay. There was a, there's, what has happened? I'm not losing. You are, Matt. You seem to have uh -huh. losing. I can hear you. You can hear me. We're just delayed. We're talking to each other. But it's a little separate. Yeah. All right. Let's just have a nice, quiet, calming down time. <laughs> I am the king of the, the <laughs> I am the moon of the mystery. I can hear you. Can you not hear me? I can oh, hear you no. perfectly. <laughs> uh, what the hell then? Why are we doing this then? Okay, let's keep going. Oh, I, I thought this uh, was fun. <laughs> oh, okay, 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 never mind. Okay, the key is you're you're correct. Back in the day it was really cool for kings to say, What are you gonna do? And we'll take over Australia. Okay, cool. Every king said that. Oh, I remember saying that now, yes. Yeah. Let's move on to 1778, Armad. This is a fact for you. Thank you. I usually take these. 1778, American Revolutionary War. British forces begin sieging the French outpost at Pondicherry. Hmm. Very good. That was very good. Wow. Uh, oh they, they, they begin besieging. I do not like to see my name used next to besieging. I'm, I prefer a begin siege, but mm -hmm. let's get off this. Uh, British fort, they began sieging French outposts. That's not, uh, first of all, America's not involved, right? Yeah. Next of all, my name's not capitalized. Okay? Right, that's weird. Uh, yeah, next of all, the Americans aren't involved. I'm <laughs> reading this fact. Did it's you the authorize them were. To, to use your fa your family's famed strategy of vegan uh, sieging to... Uh, oh, 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 I'm copy, I'm copy, copy striking this whole Wikipedia article. Yeah. So I'm copy striking France, mm -hmm. Pondicherry, and the British forces. Yeah, I'm everyone. Wikipedia too. R RL Wikipedia, everyone. R.L. Wikipedia. <laughs> Is that the author, author of Wikipedia? Wikipedia? <laughs> I have to assume. All right, listen, because I am very sophisticated. If I can't think of an author name real fast, mm -hmm. I just throw R.L. in front of it because that's typically what most authors' names yeah. start. J.R.R.L. Okay, so, Tolkien. Armin, as you know, I'm an enlightened despot, so I make all of my decisions based off data. So if I look at all the books I read every year, mm -hmm. uh, I would say 90% of them, <laughs> the, <laughs> the author... <laughs> name starts with rl yeah so i say okay great well let's see i'm a very sophisticated person i read a lot of books 90 percent of my books the first name is always rl so it's pretty good it's like it's mohammed so it's like if your name you know it's the most common name out yeah. there okay that's why you're just hedging your bets it's a numbers game it's a numbers game my boy uh, 1791 a voodoo ceremony led by betty bookman turns into a violent slave rebellion beginning the haitian revolution whoa fuck Whoa. Okay. First of all, I don't know what the ceremony is. The Haitian Revolution. We got to hear about that. But also, what is this ceremony? 
Vodok almost looks like voodoo, and I think that's kind of big in yeah, Haiti. I think, I think Haitians in the voodoo, I think that's peanut butter and jelly. Not 100% sure. Mm, uh, yeah. Okay, real quick. There's so many things to look at. Let's start with Duddy, okay? So it says, early leader of the Haitian Revolution, mm -hmm. captured and slave, transported to Jamaica. Let's see. He was a voodoo, a voodoo mambo, which was a priesthood priesthood that is in Haitian voodoo religion, okay, presided over religious ceremony at Boyce Cayman, which also known as the Alligator Forest. Oh my god, that's a cool name. Damn. A whole it was alligator the, forest. It was the first site of the uh, meeting of enslaved blacks during which was the first major slave uh, insurrection of the Haitian Revolution was planned. Gotcha. The Alligator Forest where they planned this thing out here. Okay. He was killed by French planters. Okay. I'm not okay. Ceremony, what? Okay, legacy references. He's got. He's got. He's in a bunch of stuff. There's a band that's named after him. Hmm. He is in some books here. He's in, in some short stories. He was in a film. Uh, the main character, played by Chris Rock, is in the midst of a tour all about a biopic about him. Okay. Whoa. That sounds like something we'll have to dive into deep uh, a little bit later. Because Armin, I gotta say the truth. Um, I don't mess with voodoo. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's generally fairly smart. Yeah, just you know, I just yeah, I just just to be safe. I don't know if the other people. I would just advise everyone out there: don't mess with voodoo. Okay, mm -hmm. be safe. Yeah, respect All it right. from a distance because it is awesome. It is super sick. Okay, I got a voodoo doll art map, and oh my god, I'll tell you. Are you, you messing what, with actually, it? What are you? <laughs> no, no, Arvin, I, I messed with it when I was younger, and I learned the power of the voodoo doll. Now I give utmost respect to the voodoo doll. It's it's actually staring at me right now on a little voodoo couch that I made for it. Oh, Began, I, I just I, thought of a great play that we could write. It's called Hello Voodoo Dolly. And it just basically writes itself from there. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. Let's go. Okay, listen, let's take us offline. Armor. We don't want to win the script getting out here. And take strike us. it from the record. And let me take us and let me uh, bring up something else that will fascinate everyone. They'll ignore the great idea we just had. 1808. Battle of Vimiero. British and Portuguese forces, led by General Arthur Wesley. Wellesley. Hmm. Defeat French forces under Major General Jean Andouche Junot near the village of Vimiero, Portugal. The first Anglo Portuguese victory of the Peninsula Peninsular War. Well, you know what? I hate the Peninsular War. Do you got anything to say on this one, Began? Because I do not. I hate this fact. Yep. I hate it. It's making me mad. It's making me furious it also made me have to pronounce some things that i was not super ready for i suppose but i'm moving on 1810 jean baptiste bernadotte marshal of france is elected crown prince of sweden by the swedish reichstag of the estates now but this is interesting what jean baptiste jean marshal of france marshals can become crown princes what of whoa this guy is a, a looker he looks like a real Mr. Burns, doesn't he? He would be able to dial a telephone so easily with his face. I feel like it would oh, yeah. be... Oh, yeah. A rotary phone or... 100%. That's exactly what I was thinking about was a rotary phone. Yeah. I don't want to talk about this, Matt, because, you know, listen, it depends. We... Oh, God. I've got a tumultuous relationship with old John... Charles the Fourth John, a.k.a. Jean... He, God, he's got too many names. A.k.a. Jean Bernadette. Because guess what? <sighs> His relationship with Napoleon was turbulent, nevertheless. Napoleon proclaimed him the marshal of the empire. So apparently he was a real hot rising talent, but Napoleon was kind of jealous of him. 
you know? Yeah. And so Napoleon's like, oh, fine, you can become the, I don't know, the Prince of Sweden. And Sweden's like, what? Who, who is this guy? And he's like, yeah, whatever. Hmm. I mean, Prince of Sweden. Did the, did the King of Sweden declare this? Wait, wait, wait. So actually, I actually messed the fact up. Was was it Prince of Sweden? Is that what it became? No, Crown Prince of Sweden. Yeah, you can be, there's like 30 princes of Sweden. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, it depends on how many kings the... the All right, you, you, want, you, want, you want to be a prince of Sweden? Sure. Give me, give me a couple hundred bucks. Okay. You want an asteroid? Give me a couple hundred bucks. Okay. You want a veterinarian degree? <laughs> give me a couple hundred bucks. It's not that big of a deal, okay? Yeah. I, I, didn't, I didn't say he became the pope. Well, okay? actually, vegan, right. I don't need a veterinarian degree. I already have a veterans degree that I got. If you need another one, I'll sell it to you, okay? You need any, hey, you don't want to get in trouble with the stolen valor. You need some medals. You need some uniforms. Mm -hmm. Sell them to you, okay? A couple hundred bucks. Okay, all right. Okay. Let me get right, your okay, Bitcoin cool. wallet address. And then the whole thing is this. Oh, cool. Actually, I'm, like, I'm selling these new Bitcoin wallets, okay? <laughs> Just put your money put your money in this wallet. Are they, okay? are they Corinthian leather? These wallets? Oh, it's the finest Corinthian leather, okay? Just put, just put your Bitcoins right in there. Don't worry about it, okay? All super right. secure. Super secure. We got the top, top, top security, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Art Matt, why don't you uh, just keep taking us until you can find a good fact? Because I really feel like Ooh. you've got the nose for these things. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, 1821 Jarvis Island is discovered by the crew of the ship Eliza Francis, which I'm not super Finally. hyped up. Yeah. No, stop. What are you talking about? I'm super hyped. Finally. You don't, you, don't, you, don't see, you don't see what this is? 1821. Have you ever read a fact like this before in your entire life? I assume Jarvis Island is just full of butlers. Well, here, check this out on for size, okay, Arban? Hey, I'm on a boat right now, okay? Let's say I've got, you know, one of my old relatives, Vincenzo Began, is on a ship out there at sea, okay, maybe uh -huh. exploring the world here. And, you know, he's a good cruise person, right? Swabbing the poop deck as one does here, right? All of a sudden out on the poop deck right here, and they see a little bit of land. Ooh, land ho, okay? Land Five ho. seconds Five seconds later, guess who pops their head out, okay? Who? Old James Cook. Look what I discovered. New Island. I think these are the Cook Islands. And it's like, uh, excuse me? Excuse, did you say Lanto first? Okay, mm -hmm. that's how typical history facts go. Can you reread this fact one more time, Armand? It says the crew discovered it. Finally. Does this that is include the first about. mate, though? Is he part of the crew? God, I really wish this said all of the crew except for the first mate who was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. That's good. Yeah, that's a good fact. Okay, I'm, I'm happy about that. Okay? Now, I Keep wonder who the captain mind. of the Eliza Francis was who oh, was he's so pissed. generous. Oh. <laughs> first of all, he's pissed. And second of all, this boat doesn't even have a Wikipedia article. Pathetic. Oh, uh, that is pathetic. I'm going to go on to the next fact. 1831, 10 years later after Jarvis Island is discovered, Nat Turner leads black slaves and freed blacks in a rebellion in Southampton County, Virginia, which will claim the lives of 55 to 65 whites and almost twice the amount of blacks. Nat Turner. Yeah, famous Nat Turner. Remember, yeah, uh, remember is... what uh, initialized his uh, desire to start doing this? What the big sign was? Oh, I don't. Tell me, please. It was a solar eclipse. For real, for real, Arvin? Yeah, he saw a solar eclipse and he thought to himself, "Hmm, the bright." Are you joking? The bright sun blotted out by turned to black. It must be our turn to shine. Yeah, Control F eclipse. I guarantee you'll get like okay. eighty hits. Oh, damn, it's a lot of hits. Damn, four. what is that? One out uh, of four. 
He witnessed a solar eclipse on February 12th, was convinced that it was a sign for which he was waiting. Now, check this out, Mar Armin. I don't want to reveal that I know too much about history right now, but I do know that on this particular day in history, August 21st, a solar eclipse traversed the continental United States in 2017 on this exact date. It is the very last fact of the day. Whoa. The same eclipse? It came back? 100% art, Matt. Okay, so that was that was 2017. That's actually kind of... That's kind of... That's, that's cool. Holy shit. So wait, we do have to figure out what's the difference. 2000, 2017. This 186 is, years. Okay, every 186 years there might be a solar eclipse. I don't know. Uh. I, th I think that's the math checks out. That's that's pretty awesome, Armin. I'm, I'm glad that you knew that fact offhand, and I'm glad that I knew to read the last fact of the day. <laughs> Just in case. <laughs> so yeah. I seem smart. Yeah. That was a smart idea. I mean, I'm glad that you remembered and brought that. I like this. I mean, you know, good on Nat Turner for trying to fuck up those. Uh, those damn Virginians, yeah. and uh, too bad it didn't work out, and slavery wasn't ended earlier, and yeah. It, but he tried, which is awesome. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. Okay, let's get, let's go. Uh, 1852, uh, Tlingit Indians destroy Fort Selkirk, Yukon Territory, and so this is an indigenous people of the Pacific Northwest. They're known yeah. as the people of the tides. Cool. Mm. They destroyed a territory. I bet you the people in this territory were being a bit of jerks to them. Mm -hmm. So they're actually, I, yeah. oh, they're they're like, I know where they live. They live in like uh, upper Seattle kind of. Hmm. Alaska, yeah. Seattle. Northwest cool. corner. Yeah, territory. They were traditionally animist and hunters, richly purified themselves from before hunting animals. They influenced the weather. That's sick. They predicted the future, and they had uh, protection against witchcraft. Mm -hmm. Damn, those are a lot of good stats. I would definitely... You know, chill. I'm ready to join. I'm ready to join here. Mm -hmm. It had a complex grammar and sound system. Well, shit. Sound system? Sound system. Yeah, yeah. Their speakers were bumping. Mm. Uh, here's some notable, notable, uh, I don't know how to say this. It, it, it's it's Tlingit? Tlingit? Yeah, I think okay, cool. so. Tlingit. Nice. Okay. Well, you destroyed a territory. I'm going to say good job. <laughs> Yeah, well done. Okay, Armand, this one's made for you. Oh, boy. 1858, the first of the Lincoln-Douglas debates is held in Ottawa, Illinois. Threw you off there for God, a second, God, these were spicy. Mm -hmm. Do you remember these? Oh, my God, the arguments were insane, okay? Yeah, remember? Look at I, that I, heard that, I heard that Douglas said that Lincoln's hat was too tall. Mm -hmm. And you know what Lincoln said in turn to Douglas? Much too short. Uh, Arbeck, can you listen to the debate? Let's let's talk about the difference in debate format from then between now, okay? So here's how the debate worked back then, Armad, okay? Mm -hmm. It was three hours. Each candidate spoke for 30 minutes. Then the other spoke for 90 minutes. And there was a 30-minute rejoinder. Whoa. <laughs> I, just love it. I just love the idea, Arb. <laughs> can you imagine Joe Biden and Donald Trump in a 30-minute rebuttal? Mm -hmm. It would be the funniest. If they could have no interrupting for 30 minutes... It might produce some of the funniest sentences we've ever heard in our entire lives. Oh, oh God. my God. I do wonder. I mean, actually, no, wait. I guess Donald Trump does speak at length, but that is where we get all the good Donald Trump quotes, isn't it? That's when he gets good. That's when yeah. he opens up. That's when he starts talking about washers and dryers. And, like, he really opens up once he hits an hour, hour, once he hits 30 minutes in. You got to let him. You got to let him talk, okay? Mm -hmm. Don't give him Don't give him input because he'll, he'll take it somewhere good. He'll just keep going. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, check it out. Uh, Lincoln argued in his House Divided speech that Douglas was part of the conspiracy to nationalize slavery. Ooh. Uh, hmm. 
Oh, also, the, the, the debates did a tour, right? Yes, they were held in seven towns. Do you know how sick it is back then that they did a tour? And imagine every night where you like you just argued with the person. You know what they're going to argue about the next day, but you're arguing for a new crowd of people. So mm -hmm. you're just like, you're just sharpening the same. That That is so, you know how good yeah. this is? Like, this is how debate should be. I want to see two people who debate the same thing mm -hmm. in front of the live audience. Yeah. Yeah, they're not televised as super crucial. It's like stand-up comedy, you know what I mean? It would be like ruined if you already knew. Yes, exactly. Like, this which is what? new for you every time. Oh, man. Seven, man. Okay, here's the towns they did. Ottawa. Oh, God, you got to get that Ottawa vote. Freeport, Jonesboro, Charleston, Galesburg, Quincy, and Alton. Cool. Hmm. Okay, I, I want I'm just trying to see. Like, I want. I was hoping to see, like, some... Uh, oh, here's the results. Here we go. Well, no, this is the results of the, yeah, the debates. It says, here's the results of... Uh, this isn't telling us who won the debates. Never mind. I wonder who won Ooh. the election. Ooh, Art Matt, check this out. God, <gasps> I bet this had giant ratings. In 1994, C-SPAN aired a series of reenactments of debates filmed on location. It was the least watched television event <laughs> of all time. <laughs> it was literally... Hold on. Features plaques and stationery of Lincoln and Douglas. So it just had... It was just a, basically a, rare, a, a PowerPoint. Like flipping between the two of them yeah they showed him a picture of a plaque where it's like this is the town where he had the debate and then it was just like someone reading then lincoln said to it's just the then, it's just ken burns uh yeah a, uh, it wasn't ooh, even a shit. debate in my opinion it was not a debate it was just two the two of them just had two different speeches that they had prepared or one was not no, prepared is, one no, was improv no, Armin, this is how debate should be. I love the idea of just Armin. I'm going to redesign a public debate right now. I'm going to set one up on Twitch. Okay, debate. Rebuttal. You have 90 minutes. <laughs> it's like 90 minutes later, you're like, wait, what? What are we arguing against? Because yeah. you can just spend all 90 minutes either building up an incredibly hilarious thing. You can, you can just do whatever you want, Armin. For 90 minutes, you're like, okay, what? He just talked for an hour and a half. What am I supposed to respond to? It's a totally new style of argument that Lincoln mm -hmm. obviously thrived in. Uh also, Aaron Copeland apparently wrote some music set to uh, something called the Lincoln Portrait, which what? is, I don't know, I, I don't even know, but I don't know, Aaron Copeland put music to some words here, and it's called a Lincoln Lincoln Portrait, so Aaron Copeland's got a, a hot, hot a album. Hot take. yeah. A hot album, yeah, I'm excited, I'm gonna, definitely going to bump this soundtrack. Cool, awesome. I'm a, whoa. Well, I'll listen oh, to I anything got... by Aaron Copeland, so. Same, because we're Americans. All right, Matt, the next one is probably a perfect fact for you. Not for you, actually. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that to you, Art Matt. But still do you want it. this one? Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were about to claim it because you're like, I love. Okay, 1863. Lawrence, Kansas is destroyed by pro-Confederate guerrillas known as Quantrill's Raiders. Now, Art Matt, let's be careful. Let's be careful here. We're not going to sound like real Philistines. Quantrill's Raider. I'm going to tell you the truth. Wikipedia has been coming over to Wikipedia and doing some vandalizing. Mm -hmm. This might be a Wikipedia reference. If I click on this and I see a picture of a pod racer, I am mm -hmm. going to be pissed. Okay. What was his name? Marlo Quandrill or something like that? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was remember. The guy with like the four engines. That's the guy I was, I was yeah. picturing in my head. Yeah. yeah. Not tell that I was you. Not Sebulba. You could not tell Odie definitely <laughs> Of course, not Odie Mandrell. Okay, uh, listen, listen. I was. Uh, I think it was. It was I think it's actual. I'm not joking. I'm like, God. I don't want to open up Wikipedia. I do not want to open up Wikipedia. Uh, I think his name was Ben. Ben Quand Quand 
I think you're right. I being now I have it over here. I mean, I okay, I knew you did. Hold on, I just I literally googled Pod Racer. Wikipedia, obviously, the very first fucking uh, fucking thing. Let's see here. Bulba, yeah. Ord, Pedrovia, Gascano, Clegg, Coldfast, Ben Quadrinos. Yeah, that's right. It's Quadrino. Ben. His name is Ben. His yeah. name is Ben. He's a big big nerd. And I he's the he... only one that had four engines. I remember thinking that was uh, it seemed like it should be illegal because uh, you know I was talking to Watto about this back when the mm-hmm. back in '95, and I was like, uh, why wouldn't we just make Anakin's with like 50 engines, especially with that thinner engine design? We could pack so many more. But yeah, God, Watto was stubborn back then. Yeah, uh, he still is now. He only um, got more okay. stubborn. <laughs> that was your best try- time to ask him, actually. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent, mean guy. Uh, okay, so this is there's these Quantrill raiders who were best known as the pro-Confederate guerrillas, known as the Bushwhackers. They fought in the Civil War. Their leader was William Quantrell, who had an intense mustache. Mm-hmm. He was a tempest to his childhood, be- becoming a school teacher. He joined a group of bandits who rode, roamed Missouri. <laughs> oh my God, you sent me a picture of Ben Quantrell, and I cannot laugh. <laughs> Oh, my God. So he's a big jerk. He's a big, big, big jerk. He was in a really jerk of terrible people that were apparently just capturing escaped slaves and being yeah. a jerk. And posing for oh. portraits. Yeah. Yeah. Very important. Okay. And so what did he do, do on this day? Uh, they destroyed a city. Good job, guys. Good job. Yeah. Really a city good in Kansas. Bleeding Kansas, I suppose. Nice. Uh, our map, actually, this is our very Wow, actually, this is our very first tornado fact of all time. Yeah, and it looks like we're starting it off with a doozy. Look at this. Yeah, F5? F5. How many Fs How many Fs are there? Five. It goes up to five. Are you joking? Is that no. true? How do you know that? How do you know the all I've the Fs? I've seen the movie Twister with Bill Pullman and I think whoever Helen Hunt is. And... Art Matt, Art Matt, Twister came out in like 97. There's got to be, we've got to, every year there's more Fs. Okay, that's like saying, like, I mean, oh, I'm glad on, I know the most not. expensive movie. I saw Twister in 96. That was the most expensive. No, movies get more expensive. Fs go up. Mercalli scales rise. Okay, well, anyway, let's read about an F5 tornado. It's estimated F5 tornado. There's, f- yeah. Wait. 1883. Oh, yeah, wait. F5 tornado strikes Rochester, Minnesota, leading to the creation of the Mayo Clinic. What the heck? This is a good Twister. This is fucking. Wait, 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 wait. So it hit Minnesota, and it, like, I don't know. So it, like, what? Okay, so I've, okay, let's see how this would work. It maybe would hit a hospital first. Then it would hit a school. And then so all the hospital supplies is swirling around. Then it hits the school, and the school supplies is swirling around. Yes. Then it hit a construction yard, mm-hmm. and the construction yard supplies are swirling around. And then a nail factory, yes. And then a nail factory, I guess. And then I guess, like, the tornado, like, collapses on itself, and the Mayo Clinic was four? I don't understand. Yep. Oh, God, wait, yeah. The- it did also have to hit an art gallery or something that, or you know, like a of course. yeah, yeah, to paint the sign. But that's about it. Of course, of course, yeah. Uh, what? Uh, so the Mayo Clinic is a academic nonprofit medical center, currently based in three major locations. I didn't know there was three locations of the Mayo Clinic. Oh my god. Yeah, we're well. This isn't. This is enlightening. Just like those <sighs> Minnesota, spots. Jacksonville, Florida, and Scottsdale. Those are my three favorite places. <laughs> Yeah. Why are you laughing at that? Uh, just because okay. I, it's been a long time since I remember what your three favorite places were. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm searching that. tornado. Here it is. It says right here that uh, on August 21st, today, 1883, a tornado struck Rochester, causing 37 deaths and 200 injuries. One third of the town was destroyed. The Mayo family escaped. Hmm. 
Dr. Mayo is placed in charge of the medical care. And so what he did is he says, let's build a hospital, the Mayo Clinic. Hmm. That's it. So after the after the crisis was over, they said, hey, let's raise some money and build a hospital. They agreed on a handshake, and then the Mayo Clinic was formed. That is really awesome, actually. That's literally how this was made. Yeah, that's good. Like, this guy was spared from this dastardly tornado, and then he it, it affected him so much he wanted to make a very good hospital or a clinic. No, Mayo Clinic is where toothpaste is tested now, right? And where, like, they shoot monkeys up full of drugs. Is that correct? Oh. <gasps> Here it is, Art Matt. First of all, I love that you referenced the Mayo Clinic's incredible art collection because, God damn it, it's got some good Whoa. pieces. It's got Fish by Alexander oh. Calder. It's got The Archer by Miro. It has Endangered Species by Warhol. It is, it's absolutely insane. It has a Rodan, like, too. Holy shit. Oh, my God. It's just so crazy. It's so cool how hospitals and major corporations have figured out how to use uh, art to uh, avoid paying taxes. Oh, my God. It's so cool. And what's all that um, talk about Apple up there? Do they have yeah, look at this here. Innovation. Uh, they they adopted more than 15,000 mobile devices Aww. from Apple for patient care. They're just the first one. Apple and Apple and the Mayo Clinic. They're always, Apple's always sending them stuff there first. You know what I mean? Then I was Google hoping this would be about it. the Apple II or something like that. Like, like they, they, well, there Steve so Jobs sent there. them a bunch of Apple IIs. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Seriously, the Mayo Clinic used to look like the goddamn set of Drew Carey back in the day. <laughs> okay, let's uh so F five super sick. That's actually a cool fact. No wait, look let's at F five tornadoes real quick because I want you to okay, understand how big they are. I think well, you saw the movie Twister uh for uh, twenty four. How years many cans? Ago. Uh, there's oh you are right there you are right F five is the very highest. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute, what? Confirmed tornadoes F five greater than one. This is not a good scale here. Well, okay, wait, wait. Maybe let's... this is just for right here. I'm not sure, actually. No, no. I'm reading about a specific tornado. I need to read about an F5. Here's yeah. what an F... This is called the Fujita scale. Mm-hmm. It's a scale for tornado intensity based on the damage tornadoes inflict on a human-built structures in vegetation. F5 is 261 to 318 miles per hour. Incredible damage if super effective against water type. Correct. That sounds yeah. good, bad. Also, uh, Ted Ted Fujita in 1971 is the person who figured it out. That's so not long ago. Very cool. Yeah, that's why it's. I guess this that one uh, one was estimated. I remember hearing that like you know an F5 can be like half a mile long or wide. I don't know if, the, but it sounds like that's not exactly. And how where were you them. hearing these rumors? What where were these rumors coming from? The Discovery hmm. Channel back in 1997. Okay. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Uh, I wait, wait. Can I? What's the most intense tornado of all time? Do you got any facts? Obviously, Helen Hunt's involved. Yeah. But I want a list of t- all the tornadoes here. Yeah, I'm There's curious an... about that. We haven't run across too many tornadoes, like in his. They're so. Oh. Ooh, Armat, Armat. Screw, screw F5. Okay, it's all about the E scale, the enhanced Fujita scale. You've been using the you've been using the Fujita scale. Oh my god, you idiot! In 2007, <laughs> we started using the enhanced Fujita scale. Okay, uh, this is an EF5. Okay, it's totally different. This one also uh, takes into account standard and Euclidean what was previously subjected to an ambiguous and adds more type of structure and vegetation, expanding degrees of damage and better accounts for variables such as differences in construction quality. God, Ted was such an idiot. Oh, yeah, that has to be modified. Like, oh, it blew over a thousand teepees. And then it, it like, oh, it blew over one straw house that a pig made. It's like, well, I guess the, <laughs> the teepee God one damn was cool, Ted. <laughs> yeah. Ted. 
Okay, awesome. All right, once again, we're gonna be obsessed now because it's just as we just as we are hardcore Mercalli scale users and we mm -hmm. hate Richter. I am a hardcore EF scale user, and if anyone says it's an F5, I'll be like, uh, hey, is it 1971? We use EF scale here. Okay, grow up. Oh my God, vegan! I'm on a different thing right now, and the, apparently there's a 2013. This is, I, I mean, I hate to bring us off off topic, <clears throat> but in 2013 there was the El Reno tornado, which says. Right here, at its, it was the widest tornado in recorded history, and I think it said that it had at one point been, let me see, it said right here, the largest path, a width of 2.6 miles. Damn, that's wide. It's wide as fuck. It's a wide tornado. It would take me Hot two hours damn. to walk through that tornado if I were immune to tornadoes. Well, if you were, well, first of all, Armand, are you saying you could walk that fast in a tornado? Because I doubt it. I think it would probably take me like half a second. I would just whip around to the other side real fast. No, I just How said tornadoes I was immune work? to tornadoes. Because otherwise, oh, I'd be sorry. dead. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry. You have some sort of like iron boots on. Yes, yeah, just like down. Link. Okay. Just like Link, how he gets okay. to the bottom of the part of real lake. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Spoilers. Uh, Armand, very big day. I'm going to take this one from you, and I'm stealing it from you, okay? 1888. Ha. <gasps> huh. The first successful adding machine is patented by William Seward Burroughs. Ooh. Oh. Damn. The adding machine. God, do you, do you know what was happening back then? Do you know how much money this guy made? I bet he knew exactly how much he made. <laughs> he was the only one who knew. Yeah. Damn, that looks dang. Uh, imagine his whole strategy was just like, I got to get things into giant numbers where people, it's, get, it's easier for numbers to get lost, you know, fudging the books a little bit. And he's like, I'm the only one who can deal with this stuff. He's like, hey, guys, I'm selling rice grains. I sell them by the grains. The best deal in town. It's a point zero 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 one a penny per rice grain. So he's got to times it by a billion. What is this fucking notation that he has? Wait, you don't know the notation for how to add something? Come on, man. Okay, it's very, very simple, okay? So the first thing's first. If you want to build an adding machine, you must pull the crank. After you pull the crank, okay? Now, don't then... pull it too hard. <laughs> okay, so if you want to multiply things, the user would form up their fingers over the keys to be pressed. Press them down multiple times. Using the above example, four figures we used to press down twice on the three, fourth, and fourth column. And the finger shape would then move the left columns once and twice. Then a small crank near the wheels would be used to zero them. So once you're holding the small crank with your one hand and using the big crank with the other finger, you would take your knee. You would bump. This is just this is this is awesome. Now, I hope you have okay. three knees because you're <laughs> going to need them to use this adding machine that I've made. Oh, my God. This guy is rich. OK, uh, let's see. They're rarely seen. God, I want one of these so bad. Oh, also, this guy didn't even invent it. He just patented this jerk. Oh, but yeah, he's the one who started selling them commercially. Uh, Blaise Pascal, famous old Pascal, who actually apparently, you know this guy? He's a big old jokester. Famous oh, yeah. mathematician and jokester, yeah. Isn't Blaise his middle name? His name is William Blaise Pascal. <laughs> Dude, 100%. No, literally, yeah. It's like, uh, what's up? What's up, William? Uh, no, it's not my name. I want to go by Blaze. Okay, Blaze. <laughs> William, it's dinner. William, it's dinner. I don't want dinner, Blaze. Mom. I'm, I'm adding. It's <laughs> Yeah, call me Blaze. Blaze, that's right, Mom. Here I'm I not come. Respond unless you call me Blaze. Now I'm ready. Okay, uh, check it out. Uh, Blaze, not yet nineteen, constructed a mechanical calculator capable of adding and subtracting, called it Blaze Calculator, aka the Pascaline. Damn. Only eight Pascalines have survived. Four are in Paris. One is in a museum. Three mis disappeared in a mysterious night. 
Oh, no. Well, I don't want to get to that. Got another mystery on our hands. Hey, check this out. If you didn't know that uh, Blaze's computers, while they were more than a toy, they were seen as status symbols back then. Mm. <laughs> I mentioned this on Matt being like, what's that do? Look at if you twi if you twinkle this lever, put your three fingers over here, touch it with your foot, you can add two giant numbers together. Why would I need that? Mm -hmm. It's just very hard to just track all my money. Yes, okay, exactly. I got it. I got it. It takes me goddamn a minute to count my money. For me, it's just the numbers are so large that it's worth it to turn the cranks. Hmm. <laughs> What's this Pascal's triangle? That's how that's how he does the addition here. He uses Pascal's triangle, dog. Mm. So he invented. That's how you got to right because you got to break thing down. You got to break each break each thing down. Mm. That's how you get the binomial coefficients, man. Pascal, man, this dude. My first of all, Pascal. Damn, he got high. He got high. Yeah, he got high. <laughs> he okay, blazed. we didn't know. He blazed. Also, if you didn't know, Pascal agreed with Montaigne that achieving certainty in these axioms and conclusions through human method, human methods, is impossible. So he was also a bit of a philosopher. So uh, you know, it's pretty cool about him. Cool. Okay, where uh, Pascal is honest guy, like one of the coolest, most interesting people ever. Like he is a super cool person. One day we actually should do a deep dive. Did you see how long his article is? And it's got all sorts of wacky shit. We're, oh yeah, he converted to religion later in life. Damn, he's got a just like baseball me. card there. Yeah. Yeah, another baseball card. Yeah, second baseball card. Very sick. Okay, he retired, and then he became a mathematician again, winning another three-peat. Mm -hmm. He actually invented the SI unit of pressure. What? Oh, God, oh yeah. He is super cool, okay? Uh, him Barometer and Descartes had a famous it. rap battle. Yes. <laughs> He's uh, super cool. NVIDIA announced its new Pascal microarchitecture, which was named for Which Pascal. is just a crazy collaboration that he did from the grave. Okay, let's keep going, Armat. Uh, 1980, 1897. This is, well, you drive one of these, actually, don't you? Oh, yeah. Uh, my imaginary car is an Oldsmobile. 1897. Oldsmobile, an American automobile manufacturer and marquee, is founded. So they started off calling themselves Oldsmobile. Are you a fool? Do you know how to market anything, Armat? Okay. You're the kind of fool who wouldn't. Okay, first of all, Armat, check us out, okay? You're a person of sophistication. You want a car that's going to last for you and the family, okay? Mm -hmm. These cars, they're kind of scary. You want to go from a horse? Listen, we're not some new crazy upstart that's going to kill you in some fandangled new machine. Mm -hmm. We're going to sell you a nice, safe, reliable car, an Oldsmobile, yeah. all right? With the yeah. finest Corinthian leather interior <laughs> you've ever seen here. This? Yeah. And don't be worried if you thought, like, you know... Yeah, I know you wanted a new mobile that hasn't been driven yet, but don't worry about it. You don't want that. This is an Oldsmobile. I just think you do have to always think about in the history of things, Armat, 1897. You know who's buying cars back then? Yeah, basically speed just Henry demons. Ford. Oh, speed demons. Yeah, speed <laughs> demons. Fucking psychos. Weirdos who are like, I gotta go faster. The horse ain't fast enough. If I'm gonna trap myself with some steel. Okay. And so they're like, okay, uh, do we want to sell some more stuff than the, you know, the the, the, the psychos who have an addiction to a the dopamine? Yeah, let's sell the Oldsmobile, okay? And guess what? It worked. That's why I drive one to this day. Mm. Well, all right, yeah. I guess I'll have to go get one myself. You should. 1901, 600 American school teachers, Thomasites, arrived in Manila on the USAT Thomas. Okay, so these are some teachers who went to the Philippines, and they are going to be like, hey, guys, you should learn. You should become English people. That's not that cool of a fact. We hate school teachers. Isn't that right, Art Man? I hate some school teachers, certainly. Like I'm just crotchety joking, old that, okay? Dean. <laughs> yes. We think school teachers are criminally underpaid, okay? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, and, mm -hmm. and I don't think they should be sent to Manila on warships. 
Just no. me personally. Wait a minute. Isn't it USAT is just an anagram for the LSATs? <laughs> for the SATs? Okay, first yeah, of all, it's... this is a United States Army transport boat. Why are we sending teachers to Manila on an Army transport boat? What are we trying to do back then? Sounds like we were trying to pinch more pennies when it comes to teachers. 100%. 100%. Actually, our bad. The next fact is made for you. I was made just gasping you. about that. Number one, 1911. The Mona Lisa is stolen by Vincenzo... Wait a minute, Began. You had earlier said that your relative was named Vincenzo. Anyway, this guy's name is basically completely different than yours. But in, in 1911... <laughs> Armat, do you notice something? Mm-mm. The reason why I said Vincenzo earlier is I looked on the page and I said, I got to get another fake vegan. I need a fake vegan fan. I said, Vincenzo, Vincenzo vegan. I was like, I was waiting for this moment to happen. I've been panicking like, shit, he's going to realize. All right. Well, anyway. uh, No, no, no. I I like that strategy. Anyway, the Mona Lisa was stolen by Vincenzo Perugia, uh, a Louvre employee. So That's so smart. That's the best way to steal the Mona Lisa. Mm-hmm. Get a job where they keep the Mona Lisa. That's always been the key plan here. Yeah. Otherwise, you're barely ever allowed to hang out near it. Um, yeah. Now, so he's remember, got the Mona Lisa? That's so cool. Yeah. I remember hearing that it was only famous. And I remember only hearing this from the Cartoon Adventure Brothers. But it was famous because it was stolen. And other, otherwise... The greatest art theft. Whoa. So, Armat, what you're positing right here is that the Mona Lisa is a trash painting, and you, Armat, are a better artist than the painter of the Mona Lisa, John L. Mona. Yeah, it could uh, be anyone. <laughs> yeah. John L. Uh, Mona. <laughs> okay, so here you go. There's two theories to why he stole the Mona Lisa. Patriotism. That's usually my excuse, Armat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> hate I'm always caught, Every time I'm caught stealing, listen, I, I love my country. That's <laughs> just me. Yeah. I couldn't let this beautiful painting. See, I've got to dive into this, okay? It says right here. It says that uh, uh, Vincenzo said he did it for a patriotic reason. He wanted to bring the painting back to Italy. Stole it from Napoleon. <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay, so it was known that Leonardo da Vinci took this painting as a gift from Francis I when he moved to France to become a painter. Okay, so experts have questioned patriotism because if patriotism was true, he would have donated it instead of attempting to sell it and take the money to buy a big <laughs> yacht. Okay, so... I um... knew that there was going to be some question into this. Like, I'm stealing it for patriotism, yeah. I want to bring it back to France. Who'd well, you sell sir, it to? Then, uh... This Serbian art dealer. <laughs> okay, check it out. It's even better. It says, four months after yeah. the theft, he left Paris, and he says, I will make my fortune... And it will arrive in one shot. He was bragging about the big dirty, saying, saying four months after the theft, I'm about to get rich in one go here. It's for the country. I mm-hmm. swear. Yeah. Oh, the court yeah. agreed that he did it for some reasons, and they gave him a lenient sentence. He was sent to jail for one year and 15 days, and he was hailed as a great patriot. He only served seven years in jail. Is that the punishment <gasps> for being for stealing the Mona Lisa? Because I'll give that a try. What if you get away with it and you sell it to that Serbian man? That is so good, Art Matt. That is so cheap. Seven years in jail for the Mona. Do you know what the Mona Lisa goes for? Hundreds of dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it would take you almost that much to get a bails bondsman in this day and age. Okay, okay, Art Matt, tell us about the criminal conspiracy, okay? Because I, I believe it's, I believe mm-hmm. that it's definitely the patriotic reason, but I don't know. You apparently have other ideas. I have other ideas and other thoughts on this because... Number one, is this guy even a patriot? He doesn't even live in America. So my theory is 
That makes no sense. You're right. It's a criminal conspiracy. And uh, it's been said that another theory emerged later. Or maybe some might even say later emerged, but I don't know. But the theft may have been encouraged or masterminded, one might even say, by Eduardo de Valenfierno, a con man, which stands for confidence man, which also stands for confidence man about town, who had commissioned the French art forger... Yet Yves Chandron to make copies of the painting so he could sell them as the missing original, which oh is an God. awesome idea. That's the copies, such a good plan. He could have sold like three copies of it and be like, hey, I got the real fucking Mona Lisa. It's right here. Uh, all right. You just get a peek of it now and uh, send me a letter if you want me to Imagine being talk. like, I got, a Serb that, I got a Serbian that wants to buy it. I got a Bridges that want to buy it. I got a mm-hmm. Swede that wants to buy it. I got an idea. <laughs> What's that? Yeah. Let's just let's sell all three. And also, if it's stolen, you can't. No one's allowed to brag about it because then you know that you're the one yeah. that bought the stolen what paintings. Gonna, and you what can't. Do? It's like Go I've cops. got some good paintings. I've got some good paintings too. Paintings that you wouldn't, wouldn't even believe I had. Me too. Yeah. I couldn't even tell you the paintings I have. Me too. Mm-hmm. I've hit a fortune for mine. You wouldn't believe what I have in my collection. Yeah. yeah. Let's just say I'm, I'm friends with Eduardo. I'm also friends with Eduardo. Which painting did you buy? And then they get very pissed and kill him. Yep, exactly. Okay, wait, wait. Keep keep going. What's going on here? Okay, the theory. Uh, um. Oh yeah, he they, he was trying to sell multiple copies. The copies would have gone up in value if the original were stolen. This theory is based entirely on a 1932 article by former Hearst journalist Carl Decker in the Saturday <clears throat> Evening Hearst. Post. Yes, Hearst. Oh, really? A Hearst Randolph. journalist. Mm. Decker claimed to have known Valenfierno and heard the story from him in 1913, promising not to print it until he learned of Valfierno's death. There is no external confirmation for this tale, but for Christ's sakes, it's such a good idea. You fucking yeah, steal a, a painting, genius. make five fakes, and sell it to idiots who want to... Like, sell it to the Kardashian, sell another one to Yeezy, sell another one to uh, oh, Jeff God, Bezos. Oh, God, I can sell so many to Yeezy. I'll sell them two. Yeah, I'll sell him and one, and I'll sell him the draft. I'll sell him V1 and V2. He'll be like, what? Of course, of course. Yeah, you think that and he, also Da Vinci did do multiple versions of the Mona Lisa, yeah. if you can call them versions here. Yeah, uh, I don't call I didn't them see versions. what he named his files. <laughs> um, I just saw That's a great fact. That, that Jack Black played a, played him in an episode of yeah. Drunk, Con- Drunk History. I Which was just that. canceled yesterday, I think. It was? Well, it had a big it was canceled. I, it was literally canceled yesterday, I think, yeah. We're really dating this episode. Well, very good. You're a really cool person here, old Vincenzo Bergia. You stole the Mona Lisa. That's a cool thing to do. We should all do that once in our lifetime. Live a little. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Excellent. Okay. This was a very good fact. It had nothing to do with war. It was great. No war. Just just classic stealing of paintings here. Yep. Okay, I'm going to take us through three war facts real fast, okay? We got two World War Ones and a World War Two. All of them happen on August 21st. World War One. Battle of Charlie Roy, a successful German attack across the River Sambre that preempted a French offensive in the same area. Terrible fact. Only for World War I nerds. Also, the World War I nerds said the Battle of Somme began. That is not an interesting fact. Calm down, World War I nerds. Can you tell us about anything interesting at all? Can you tell us about a painting that was stolen? Can you tell us about a tank that was stolen? Continuing on, 1942, World War III. The, Guad- the Guadalcanal campaign, American forces defeated by the Imperial Japanese soldiers in the Battle of Terror. Tenaru. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Can't Another believe one. that happened. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Art Man, here's something that I think that might potentially be interesting. Okay, cool. 1944, the Dumbart Oaks Conference. Pre- prelude to the United Station begins. 
Uh, Dumbarton Oaks. I like that name. Mm-hmm. I like a good conference. What do you think they talked about? Um. Well, I bet there was a few people who thought that there should be world peace. 1944. Uh, I am strictly anti-world peace. Yeah, yeah. Well, then you got to come come with me to these Dumbarton conferences where we will see a TED well, talk uh, and a, a Theodore the talk and another. Yeah, guy. exactly. Uh, here's the here's the goals of this little conference. Here it was to maintain international peace and security, and to that end, to take collect uh, effective collective measures for the prevention and removal of threats to peace and suppression and suppression of acts of aggression. Dear God. Develop friendly relationships among nations to achieve international cooperation to afford to afford a center for harmonizing the actions of nations. This is all lame stuff. This is like, oh god, this is all. Come on, everyone should be best friends. Come on, guys, let's just go to war. Yeah, I mean, well, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> now that I, yeah. uh, this seems like a lot of work. Let's just go to war. I'm not going to formulate an opinion on this right away, but uh, you know, okay. Well, well, this is early United Nations, okay? We'll see if that works out uh, later in history. I'm going to do one more fact here, which is just the last World War II before we can get out of this dark part of history. Uh, Canada and Polish units captured the strategically important town of Fallacy, Calvados, France. Canadians and Polish together capturing towns in France? Cool. Mm. Oh, my God, Vegan. I already know about this next fact because I fucking love the Demon Corps. And I will tell you about it uh, just now. 1945. Physicist Harry Doglin is fatally irritated in a criticality accident during an experiment with the Demon Corps at Los Alamos National Laboratory. Now, the Demon Corps was the corps that they used in one of the Trinity experiments during the testing of the atomic weapons. This guy doesn't sound like the one guy who... I think it was Henry Slotlin, who also had an accident with this later, uh, where he was just like basically lifting up the uh, uh, the the um, covering around the core that like would make it go critical or not with a screwdriver and like showing off, and he would always wear jeans, and he accidentally yeah. slipped, and it, the cover uh, clamped on top of the core, and it it became critical because all the uh, all the uh, uh, electrons and everything were bouncing off the off the the cover off and, the denim and off the denim and going in. But I don't remember who this Harry Doglin guy is. But they this core led to the some denim bad the things. Yeah, yeah. This is a really big bummer. Well, I'll tell you what. There's a lot of bad. A lot of bad stuff happened. Okay, during this Manhattan Project here. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. maybe we shouldn't have just finished it. Okay, he died 25 later. 25 days later, uh, irradiation, radiation poisoning, mm-hmm. uh, critical accident. It was nicknamed the Demon Core. And it was involved- later. Yeah, with that other guy, Louis Slotlin, who I... That's who I'm thinking of. You did it. You did it. Louis Slotlin with the sunglasses. God, Louis was always wearing sunglasses all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. It says right here that he was moving the final brick over the assembly, but the neutron counters alerted Daglin to the fact that the addition of the brick would render the system super critical. As he withdrew his hand, he inadvertently dropped the brick onto the center of the assembly. Since the assembly was nearly in a critical state, the accidental addition oh. of that brick caused the reaction to go immediately into prompt critical region of neurotronic behavior. This resulted in the criticality accident. He reacted immediately after dropping the brick and attempted to knock the brick off the assembly without success. He was forced to assemble, disassemble part of the tungsten carbide pile in order to halt the reaction he was estimated to receive a dose of 510 rem 5.1 sv depending on where you're I, i'm a rem units. user you might be an sv user uh, yeah. of neutron radiation from a yield of 10 to the 16th fissions oh mm-hmm. uh let's see despite intensive medical care he developed symptoms of severe radiation poisoning and he was flown out to care for him and then he died 25 days later yep yep <sighs> not cool 
No, yeah, not cool. Click on that uh, cool. Louis Slotlin that guy, because I remember, sure. I think he was a little bit more interesting. I don't know when his accident happened, but yeah. Um, he, he did basically the, the same cyclotron. thing. cyclotron. <laughs> yeah. Same thing, dropped, dropped another brick on the, begin, on, the, on the front of it. Like, mm-hmm. stop dropping bricks on the atomic bomb. Yeah, he's trying to show off. He's like, look how, look how radioactive it's getting in here. Whoops. And then, you know. Here it is, Art Matt, okay? Mm-hmm. So it says, uh, God damn, everyone's just dying here. Um, so it says that he gla- grasped the upper 228.6 millimeter barium hemisphere with his left hand through a thumb hole at the top while he maintained the separation of the half spheres using the blade of a screwdriver with his right hand after removing the shims normally used. So he is just like holding barium between his hand and the teeniest little bit mm-hmm. between the screwdriver here. And then it's the screwdriver slipped and the upper barium hemisphere fell, causing a prompt critical Mm-hmm. reaction in a burst of hard radiation at the time the scientists in the room observed the blue glow of air ionization and felt a heat wave then slotlin experienced a sour taste in his mouth an intense burning sensation in his left hand he jerked his hand upward lifting the upper beryllium hemisphere and dropped it on the floor ending the reaction he had already been exposed to a lethal dose at the time of the accident dosimetry badges were in a locked box uh wait 100 meters from the axe 100 feet from the accident mm. Yeah, okay, this is just, okay. He died also. Yeah, he was just playing around with a fucking nuclear device and, like, trying to show it off, but then he fucked up and was killed. It's insane. But I'm just confused. Well, who is it? Oh, God. Is anyone good at, you know, playing with nuclear devices? There's Someone's got to be good at this, though, right? Like, someone. Well, he was the best at it until he fucked oh, really? up. Okay, okay, okay. Ugh. Okay. Well, good job, guys. Uh, uh, not good job, I guess. Uh, mm. b- bad move. Bad move. Let's keep going. Uh, let's poor see. Form. 1959. Yeah, poor form. Poor form. Eisenhower, 59. Eisenhower signs an executive order proclaiming Hawaii the 50th state of the union. Hmm. Hawaii's admission is currently commemorated by a Hawaiian admission day. Nice. That's 50. That's where we're at right now, I think, still. We still have 50 states. Is that true? Or we, we got any more recently? I am checking. Yeah, we're working recently. on it. We're working on it. Call us back soon. Okay, okay. Well, Arma, this is made for you. Uh, 1963. Ja Loy Pagoda raids. The Army of the Nor- of the Republic of Vietnam Special Forces, loyal to Ngao Dinh Nhu, brother of President Ngao Dinh Diem, vandalizes Buddhist pagodas across the country, arresting thousands and leaving an estimated hundreds dead. Oh, Not cool. Not cool. Not cool. Don't vandalize pagodas. Yes, please don't. That's what you get. But I'll do 1968 as well. Cold War. Thank Nikolai Sarasau, leader of the communist Romania, publicly condemns the Soviet-led Warsaw Pact invasion of Czechoslovakia, encouraging the Romanian population to arm itself against possible Soviet reprisals. Did we see something on like the year after this yesterday where Czechlo- where Romania revolted against or like fought back the soviets i forget yeah something like that right did what romania got free recently right god ah it could be anything ah we'll have to wait for the next go around yep now let's see here yeah keep going armak you find something we gotta get something i don't know something Something that's either got a news some type of new scale (laughs) yeah well let's see here uh 1968 james anderson jr post posthumously receives the first medal of honor to be awarded to an african-american u.s marine oh very good cool yeah that's cool i just don't like um medal of honors in general (laughs) Mm -hmm. but you know what i mean whatever i just like i thought the games were trash okay i'm more of a call of duty player myself but continue yep 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 uh 1971 
A bomb explodes in the Liberal Party campaign rally in Plaza Miranda, Manila, Philippines, with several anti-Marco political candidates injured. More, more fighting, more war. Oh my God, we're in the 80s Difficult. now, so I don't know what we're going to find that's not just absolutely violent. Um, well, our bad. We were born right there. It caused a lot of unrest. I'm pretty sure the day I was born, it was just like the world went into chaos that day, and it's been that way ever since. Oh, yeah. I'm very quickly... Well, I see one thing that looks kind of fine in 1991, but let me just hammer through the rest of this stuff real quick. Uh, 1983, Philippine opposition leader... Uh, Benigno Aquio Jr. is assassinated at the Manila International Airport, now renamed Nimoy Aquino International Airport, in his honor. Okay, cool. I would say one thing that's really key. But this is still a quick fact for you, Armad. I'm sorry to hear it, unless he was terrible. But but I mean, listen, it's a quick thing, Armad. If you're gonna, if you are a leader, okay, airport, don't go to airports. That's where you get assassinated. Fly private. Fly private. If yeah. you are a leader, that's why we have. Can you imagine Trump showing up to an airport? Come on now. That ain't going to work. No. Waiting okay. in line. Taking yeah, his no shoes way. off. No way. Yeah. All right. Keep keep it keep it going. Let's see here. Uh, 18. Er, oof. 1983. Carbon dioxide gas erupts from volcanic Lake Nyos in Cameroon, killing up to 1,800 people within a 20-kilometer range. That's, That's crazy. huge explosion. That is huge. We ate. That is insane. Mm-hmm. And Cameroon is not that big either at all. That is so many people. Wait, what's the population of Cameroon? Take a guess, Art Matt. Uh, eight million. <sighs> okay, that's not a bad guess. Yeah, probably. I was gonna say like three million, but I feel like I'm low now. They said eight million because whatever you say makes me want to change. Twenty-six million. We're way off, Art Matt. Well, hold Cameroon's on, big. but this happened a bit ago. Oh, I guess. Well, yeah, two, it did. It did. It did. But still, still, yeah, yeah, it's true. It's big enough. And also, I think Cameroon kind of looks like a a. a a bird, if you ask me, like kind of a roosting bird. Yeah, don't get me talking about birds, okay? I think it looks like a mosquito, but that's just me. So I know that we have arguments about this. Uh, mm-hmm. One cool thing about Cameroon is it's known as Africa in miniature because it has all of the diversity of Africa in miniature. Whoa. That's, that's super cool. That's a good thing. Uh, do we have an American state like that? It's kind of like a, a – uh, uh, hmm. actually, I think like Washington is considered like that. Like no joke. I think Washington – like – I think Washington has a desert. It has ocean. It's like a beach. It has forest. It has mountain. And, and I think it does have a desert out in like the... I think... I, I'm not joking. I think Washington is one of the Southeast. places that actually is because it has to be on the coast. Yeah. If you want to have all of the different biospheres. So, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Moving on. Um, ooh, art bad. Let's take us to this next national disaster because... Mm-hmm. 1988, the 6.9 Mercalli scale Nap, uh, Nepal earthquake shakes the Nepal, Nepal, <laughs> Nepal India border with a maximum Mercalli intensity of 8, severe, leading, leaving 709 to 1,450 people killed and thousands injured. Oh, that's tragic. That is super tragic. A lot of people dead. Also, Nepal, India, border, that's a big, like, there's a ton of mountains in that area anyway, right? Like, it's always dangerous in more mountainous ranges ranges when earthquakes happen, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it kills more people, but... Yeah, well, the Himalayas are a relatively new uh, mountain range uh, on the Earth. That is true. Young, young in the game, okay? That's why they're so tall and big now, okay? God, yep. the, new, they're, they're, the, new, the new mountains are so much taller these days. 
Uh, okay, let's go to 91. Finally, we're in the 90s. Oh, feels good. Latvia declares renewal of its full independence after its occupation by Soviet Union in, uh, since 1940. I like this. Latvia says, guys, just we're on the same page. We're still independent. Mm-hmm. And then Russia's like, no, no, no. Soviet Union's like, no, no, you're, no, you're not. Like, no, we are. We're still independent. That's yeah. Good. Well, all right. And guess what happens on the same day, Art Matt? And you know why they declare that? We were reading about this yesterday. Mm. These facts go to with yesterday. You know why they say that? Mm-hmm. Because in 1991, a coup attempt against Mikhail Gorbachev collapses. So Latvia's like, what? Wait, hold on. But, but no, 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 this is not right. The, yesterday, yesterday, Gorbachev lost the coup, I thought. What? Yeah. Did not yesterday, I'm pretty sure yesterday, Gorbachev fucked up big time. And he was, he lost, he, he, let's yeah. go, let's, let's pull it up real fast, okay? Yeah, I'm... August 20th. I'm going to look it up because there was two facts right in a row. One country declared independence right when Gorbachev got in trouble. Oh, maybe the coup started yesterday. Here it is. Check us out right here. Estonia. Oh, listen to this. Mm-hmm. So yesterday, uh, 100,000 people rallied outside to try and do a coup on Gorbachev. That same day, Estonia said, we're free. The next day, Latvia said, hey, we're also still free, even mm-hmm. though there's Soviets here. And the coup against Gorbachev failed i wonder Damn. what estonia was up to well so they just snuck in there real quick while gorbachev was uh, distracted by the coup there it's a good idea whenever gorbachev's distracted it's time to declare independence mm-hmm. quick dependence and we're done exactly okay our man uh you're real nasa man hit us 1993 nasa loses contact with the mars observer spacecraft well hmm yeah, take me through that art, man, okay? What does that look like, losing contact with the spacecraft here? Uh, well, the movie Contact had Jodie Foster in it, and I think she had to do something else at the time. So, uh, I mean, losing contact, I mean, they had VHSs back then, so they might not have been no, able wait, to wait. find it. And Well, there's two ways. There it was contact. Okay, I love it. I love it, art, man. I love it. But I'm more so like this. Do you think it was one of those things where someone was tracking it, and they were like, okay, I'm tracking it, I'm tracking it. Okay, I'm going to go to the bathroom real quick. Wait, where'd it go? It's gone. Shit, it's is it? Oh fuck, dude! What, what were the coordinates? Like they they have the coordinates and they're tracking it, and someone came over to the keyboard and actually mashed on the keyboard and like, wait, where was it? Oh god, it's in space. Where in space? Oh no! Or do you think it was it just got far out of out of distance? I mean, it might have. They might have intentionally known they were going to lose contact with it at some point. Oh, probably not. Actually, they were pretty good at. They already had the. What are you talking about? Voyager? That's what I'm yeah. saying. Voyager lasted out the what? This is what I'm saying. Some guy fat-fingered the keyboard. Fat-fingered. And Moss and totally was like, shit. Yeah. What was the... Oh, God. Whoops. He probably oh, had no. butterfingers. Yeah, it was a good butterfingers. Uh, wait, I'm trying to find... I'm, I'm on Mars Observer. This is too far. Oh, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Communication lost. On this day in 93, at exactly 1 UTC. Wow. Three days prior to the scheduled Mars orbit insertion, oh my god, they had plans for it. There was an inexplicable loss of contact. New commands were sent every 20 minutes and hoped that it would be, uh, it, would, it had drifted off course and could regain contact. However, it was unsuccessful. It is unknown whether the spacecraft was able to follow its automatic programming and go, they don't know if it's in orbit or not. Holy shit. Well, we don't know. That's insane. Well, Armin, if they don't know if it's in orbit or not, it means we can go steal it. <laughs> Yes, and if it crash landed on Mars, we go in there and get all the gold out of it. Let's see how much this thing costs real quick, because we can sell it back to NASA for it. We could probably sell it to SpaceX for, you know, a cool oh, yeah. thing. Worth- <laughs> With inflation? Oh, God, it's got to be worth so much. It's a collector's item, too, not just that, okay? Mm-hmm. Man, oh, not just that, Art Matt, okay? Because we'll, 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 I got an idea, Art Matt. We've already learned a lesson from history today. We could sell, like, three or four of these. <gasps> 
Oh my god, the greatest lesson we've ever learned. We go back and 100%. say, oh, it disappeared. And then we make a big a big to-do about going and trying to find it. We disappear for five years or something like that. We come back and say, we may have been successful. and then we, But we don't brag about it. Maybe we take one or two, like, uh, one or two interviews or something like that. But then we get on that dark web and say, who wants to buy the Mars Observer? And meanwhile, I'm in the background just making things out of uh, old microwaves and uh you know some duct tape and uh and uh, a yeah. casio keyboard and be like here it is, here it is. all you the mean, way I back mean, from things, mars <laughs> these things sold it's we, we bought it for 100 800 million come on now we're gonna be rich right here yes well perfect. okay uh Armad, why don't you take us through a couple couple natural disasters and these actually are natural a couple 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 crashes um i'm gonna try to hammer through the rest of these uh facts because uh, you already did the Thank last you. one, but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's see what we got here. 1994 Royal Air Maroc fr- uh, flight 630 crashes in Douar Aizounoin, Morocco, killing all 44 people on board. I guess there were no babies there. 1995 yeah. Atlantic Southeast Airlines flight 529 and Embraer EMB 112 Brasilia attempts to divert to West Georgia Regional Airport after the left engine fails, but the aircraft crashes in Carroll County near Carrollton, Georgia, killing nine of the 29 people on board. Wow, 20 mm-hmm. babies on board. That's insane. A lot of babies, a lot of babies on board. It's amazing. Nice. Uh, year 2000. This doesn't look like it's well. Yeah, it's not a not a inherently well, a dark. Is, fact. This is definitely related. This is a crime against human. Ben Hogan's a national hero, mm-hmm. and Tiger Woods besmirched his name with his inf- this infidel, sex crazed maniac. Yeah, ruined the good sport of golf. But hey, I don't want to get into Tiger talk. Y- you know what? Is Tiger Woods also a forest in Africa? Or maybe India. 100%. Yes, it is. Definitely. I guess, yeah, more India. But anyway, in 2000, Tiger Woods, American professional golfer, wins the 82nd PGA Championship and becomes the first golfer since Ben Hogan in 1953 to win three majors in a calendar year. Well done, Tiger. Also, well done, Ben. Peak Tiger. Good job, Ben. Good job, Ben. Good job, Hulk, too. All right. Last two facts. 2013, hundreds of people are reported killed (laughs) by chemical attacks in the, oh, yeah, this is Syria. In the Gauta yeah. region of Syria, this is when we start Every time you like, change this from reported to killed, right, uh, you know, Assad, you know, you always see an edit, Assad, you're like, God damn it, does he sit on Wikipedia all day? He do, yep. And, yep. as we've known, as you've established, 2017, a solar eclipse traverses the continental United States. We finally earned one. The same eclipse that made Nate Turner say, hey, guys, it's time to rise up. Mm-hmm. Hooray! Okay, Armat, we got to celebrate some birthdays and get out of here. I'm looking right now for some good birthdays right here. Yeah, I'm seeing names. I'm not seeing Art Farmer. That's kind Art of Art like Farmer. You know Art Farmer? He's a famous, famous trumpet player, jazz musician. Awesome. Hmm. He actually died in '99. You'd like him. His name's Art, just ha- like you. Yeah. Happy birthday, Art Farmer. <laughs> yeah, and also his name's Art Farmer. Also, Wilt Chamberlain. Awesome. Oh. Famous, famous sex haver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very cool. That's what he's famous for. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Rogers, Damn. very awesome. Happy birthday, Kenny. Uh, who else we got here? Got Will, Kenny. Uh, mm. like Archie Griffin, that's not who I thought it was. I got excited. Uh, Joe Strummer, hey, Joe Strummer, nice. Hey, Joe Strummer. Happy birthday. Yeah. Uh, Jim McMahon, you know Jim McMahon, right? Okay, American football player, he's the best. Mm-hmm. Look at look at how cool his photo is, Art Matt. If it you look is at his so photo, fucking he, cool. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he. I'm pretty sure he's like he is. Uh, he's in The Simpsons. Oh, right. 
Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure he's animated in The Simpsons. I've never seen The Simpsons. I just know all the football players that are animated in it because that's uh, something that I'm interested in. Yeah. Um, he because you know why? Because he was in the Super Bowl. He was the star of the Super Bowl Shuffle. He's like the main guy, I think, in that. Yes, exactly. So there it is. Member of the Doctors for Cannabis Regulation NFL Steering Committee. That's pretty great. He called cannabis a godsend. He said he was taking 100 Percocets a month before. Damn. Damn, three a day. Nice. That's great. That's fast mad there, Perk Attic. Famous Perk. (laughs) Carrie Ann Moss. Hello, Trinity. Happy birthday. Who's that? Wait, what? Who's that? She's Trinity from The Matrix. Oh, really? Yeah, nice. Carrie Ann Miles. Hey, have, yeah, happy a famous drone strike inventor, Sergey Brin. <laughs> nice. Good job. That guy's killed so many people. Very uh-huh. cool. Uh, let's see. That's it. That's the only people that it's their birthday. We did it, Art Matt. Let's see if there's oh, any wait, holidays before Usain we wrap Bolt up. Be, wait, who? Usain Bolt. Oh, really? Yeah, he was very, very young. Bo Burnham? You know Bo Burnham? He's a YouTuber. Oh, I have heard of him. I have. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you seem Usain Bolt. Bolt, nice. That's He's really cool. a year older than us. That's super sick. Oh, man. Oh, that means we have one year to catch up to be as fast, our man. That's good. That's good news. I don't feel as bad. Because this always gives us one year to catch up so I can become as fast as Usain Bolt. Ah, oh, it feels good. Yeah, still got time. Still got time. Awesome. Hey, our man, we did it. August 21st. Yep. August 21st felt like a good time. Glad that uh, maybe in 117 years we'll have another one of them good old-fashioned eclipses you know what Armin? it wasn't as boring of a day as i thought you know yeah felt pretty good yeah it felt pretty good okay i'll see you on monday bye see you monday happy weekend bye